Hello and welcome to Pop Salsa, a geek-centric podcast where we talk about the recent pop culture happenings in movies and TV. I am your host, Joel, accompanied by my good buddy, Ernesto. Hey! Let's get into it. So, we're back. Where? Woo! Yeah, after a rather disturbing weekend I had last year. It was very disturbing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't know what happened. I got like this really bad stomach flu and... Let's just say I was I was water from the waist down. Yeah, we were having our meeting and was, you could hear yourself kind of like fading away. Like, Joel, we got to push this back. <laughs> I was trying to power through, but um, yeah, I, I weighed myself uh, like a day and a half after I started feeling not well and I had lost like six pounds. Yeah. And, and it's odd water weight, so I was yeah. super dehydrated. And yeah, it, it was probably best for me just to not think about having to you know (laughs) (laughs) about our betters welcome back yeah thank you thank you so uh we have a lot to talk about this this uh this week because since we missed last week we pushed some of the news forward um a lot going on with dc finally announcing their dcu dc yeah dcu dcu the dc universe slates of movies upcoming for the next 10 years uh, we have AMC. Being, oh, AMC. Being assholes. <laughs> um, it's an interesting move. Is it, though? Yeah, I think so. Because interesting would, would make it seem like there's a benefit. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yeah, a shift I, I to something. Well, it, it's interesting to see like how they're trying to adapt, mm. in a sense. I you see. Yeah. We'll get into that a little bit. And some Spider-Man noir. Woo! Exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. But So, AMC. AMC is my preferred theater to watch movies in. Mm. You know, I, there's one a ten minute drive from here. They have Adobe Cinemas, which is my preferred way of of, of viewing, especially like the big blockbuster movies. Oh yeah, you feel it. Yeah, you, you do. You feel it in your you know yeah. nether regions. So when they announced this week that they're doing a three tiered uh, pricing for their seats, yeah. Kind of made me go, hmm. <laughs> is, th- is that a hmm, like, hmm? Or is that a hmm, like, hmm? Yeah, it's more of the second one. It's the second one? Yeah, because they want to, to charge people for the, you know, better, quote And we all know this. We've been going to movies our whole lives, that there are seats in the theater that you give you a better point of view. Yeah. The, the way in the back, the last row in the middle, and then... That's really the only one I know. Um, I, I remember I saw this breakdown. Where there's one here, and then there's another one like three quarters way up to, but to the left. Oh, there's like a whole <laughs> strategy guide. Yeah, too. I think they're like Harvard opened up a, a field of study in to see which which is the best seat in the theater. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but where do you sit on this? Well, I'm opposed. I'm yeah, definitely. Well, there, here's the thing. Uh, I see. It, I sit down where I usually sit in the theater is the front row and the bottom. Like very, the very, the... the very from because it's. I like being immersed into the whole experience. So uh-huh. the more of my vision is filled, and the better. And that happens to be like the spot where the whole thing is like right in front of me, and I can notice things. <laughs> the article you had posted, the the person who wrote it made it seem. Like I didn't finish reading the article because I was got so annoyed, but they were like very oh my neck hurts uh, so damn that for you right yeah no 
No. Yeah, because it, it leans. It's AMC. It's not you know Regal. Because <laughs> AMC feels like their chairs lean back a little bit further. Feels a little bit better. Mm. So I, I, I'm a tall dude too. So that's that's pretty great for me. But the other seats where other people are sitting, where it's usually you know you said the middle the middle seats, it's like charging extra. And like, what in the dystopia? Is yeah, that? yeah. Which I. I would want to like get better clarification as to like okay so there's going to be a three tier system right yeah the preferred the premium and the the standard yeah so is is there going to be like a base price for everything and then they're going to tack on the extra money to get premium or preferred seating that's what it sounds like right because yeah. it feels like the seats where I sit are going to be a quote unquote the cheapest the cheap seats, seats right <laughs> but that's what I prefer so those one off your back yeah, exactly <laughs> but still it, it's it's a new precedent because mm. it sounds outrageous it's a whole theater and then these, these are the A-lister seats you know and these are the you know the preferred seats and everyone else and it's kind of like the the, the A-list line I was fine with you know you, mm-hmm. you're extra there you, you get some incentives for you know, extra popcorn soda and all that stuff I was fine with that but like being kind of cordoned off between like <laughs> these are the better seats like stay in your lane yeah you know kind of thing it's it's a little it's if not even a little it's really iffy for me i mean yeah there's definitely they definitely have a there's definitely like this underlying message of fuck y'all <laughs> that's that is being like thrusted forward upon this but i yeah. feel like like we accepted in the airports right People who, who right first class first, first class, class business, business and all that but, but even board, boarding you could pay a little extra to board first like get on plane first and stuff like that. those of us who are like how come we didn't have the foresight to do this <laughs> <laughs> see the thing is with that at least it's it's out of your way you know it's first mm-hmm. class there's a, a curtain yeah you know so you don't keep looking at them like really <laughs> you know but you have to walk past by them well that's what that's what they paid for it's like a plus like you get to gloat at people and be like you know looking at them <laughs> yeah economy the, com- the commoners <laughs> right but here you're with other people mm-hmm. right and it's kind of like one seat is like say Twelve dollars, and then the seat next to them is fifteen dollars. And like, what oh, do you the, make that? The diff- days of theater seats being twelve dollars, <laughs> fifteen dollars, even. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So at least the at least they have another theater that's just all. What is it called? It's all like all lazy boys, and like yeah, they the, serve you food. Yeah, it's like um, there's one I know in Santa Monica, which I've been to. And uh, it's like essentially like a bed. Right. You just lay there. I fell asleep. Yeah, I, I can't. I would fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> but that's for the people who, you know, pay extra and yeah. have all this disposable income. But for the regs, you have just a theater and the only thing you have to do is get there early or reserve your seat. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, it's like an open field. Yeah. They have, they have troughs for you to, <laughs> <laughs> to eat your slop at. Nicole Kidman's like, this is this is how movies are made. Or so what is the yeah. thing you do? It's that shot of um, in Dune where they're like flying above and seeing like all the comic people. Except it's just Nicole Kidman on top. <laughs> I wonder if she's going to re-record like here. And then she's going to sit like in the, in the, you know, the prestige seats yeah. or something like that. Like you could be like Nicole Kidman now. <laughs> like I'm a, there's gonna be that ad where it's like I'm a common folk, and then she brings like a, a napkin and puts it down so they can stain the dress <laughs> on the seat. Well, well, what do you think of it? What do you? Uh, you were I mean, yeah, but you know, what do you? I mean, obviously, it's, it looks like it's it's a shitty move I, on their part. You know, um, going to with the theater is already a 
an endeavor on its own. You know, like seats aren't, they're not $14, $15. They're getting close to 20 bucks. 20 bucks, right. Depending on, on the type and what time you go. Um, I forgot about that. I forgot yeah. there's, I forgot matinee existed. Matinees, yeah. <laughs> so it just feels like when when they introduced like the, the premium and the A-list and all that stuff, I was like, okay, this feels cool because like you said, there is an incentive. Like, and it's not that much expensive. It's only 15 a year. Right. And honestly, with the amount of, of, of movies I go, since they give you like every 50 bucks, they'll give you a $5 reward. It basically pays on itself because towards the end of the year, I'm watching free movies. Right, right. It's like a subscription kind of, it's pricey at the beginning, but down the line, you, you save money. Yeah. So I understand that that, them charging for better orientated seats in the theaters, I just don't follow. It's an interesting move to see. Mm-hmm. We know and understand that the theater is pretty much in its, you know, swan song. <laughs> like, unfortunately, just because, like, streaming has gotten so good. Right. Home entertainment mm-hmm. systems have gotten so good. So, unless you have, like, a, you know, 80-inch TV with surround sound and all that stuff. Probably basically a home theater. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to go watch a blockbuster film, that's really what theaters are there for. Yeah. Uh, and you make a good point because of theaters, they don't get the money from the films itself as much. Yeah. Right? They get the most of their income from like snacks and concessions. Amenities. And, and amenities and stuff like that because that's, that's solely for them. That's why... You know, you're outside of the mall, for example. Popcorn's like eight dollars. You go in, it's like double that. Yeah, because a bag of M and M's is twelve bucks. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Like you're you're on the airport because yeah. it's overpriced. You know, you get through the, the line oh and then God. you're you get yes. overpriced water, right? Yeah. Because so, but in the theater's case, like I, this I, water won't explode. <laughs> the one you're bringing in will. <laughs> It's a seal of approval. You know, this will not. Yeah. Like, oh <laughs> but, my God, some bullshit. Yeah, exactly. And so when it comes to theaters, I, I could see how they need more income, especially coming from the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, not a lot of films are coming out or pulling that much amount of money that, say, a TV show would. Yeah. Because you can just stay at home and then that's where all the income comes in. But again, it, it feels like it's going to disillusion people because it's just so, so dystopian for me, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, um, there's definitely like that clear line of of a divide being drawn. Yeah. Especially something where it's like it might not be, you know, where where a a, a seat on the standard area is sixteen bucks, and a seat in the preferred area is seventeen dollars. You know, it might not seem like a lot, but you got to think, okay, I'm going with my family. That's four plus popcorn plus everything else. So right, right. Easily, like now, easily, you could you, a, a trip to the theater is like $100. Oh, God, please no. <laughs> <laughs> it's becoming ex- extremely extravagant. Yeah. And that makes me less want to go to the theater. Just because, you know, I'll go watch the blockbuster, sure. But that's like, what, once, three times a year, maybe, yeah. you know. So we're we're getting a commitment from Ernie right now. He, <laughs> oh, he's no. not gonna go watch Quantumania next week. I, I did. I know that's the only films <laughs> I'm gonna watch are blockbusters. Everything blockbusters. else, <laughs> yeah, everything else feels like because you want to splurge, right? And yeah. those big events like Star Wars, for example, you want to have those premium seats. Mm-hmm. You know, everything else you kind of you can go for the net break seats. I guess shit called. out of luck. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't like sitting way the fuck up front. 
That's, mm. that's my thing. It's just, it's too much. The, the screen is too big. You can't, there's so much to, be. I'd rather not. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm the opposite. I'm like, more sensory overload, please. You know, <laughs> but just don't give me a seizure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Spider-Man. 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 Does whatever Spider-Man can. Copyright. <laughs> I think that's all we can sing. Yeah. Without the... the I was going to say the jackbooted thugs of Disney coming in. But it's not Disney. It's Sony. <laughs> so Amazon announced that they are in production of a Sony Noir live action series. Right. Yeah. Spider-Man Noir. Yeah. Spider-Man Noir, which is interesting. The live action part. Yeah. I was like, live action? And it's a series. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, really? It's yeah. going to be a little kind of weird. Yeah, um, obviously it's weird because like it's set in the 1930s it's mm-hmm. a, and it has to be in black and white. Right. That's the noir part of it. Right, yeah. <laughs> We're talking about it like it has to be. What, what's the noir is the noir element, you know? Yeah, and I, I feel like um, like most of the world, apparently there was uh, Spider-Man noir lived on in the comics for a while now, but I didn't. I unlike uh, just like most of the world didn't come into like our understanding until the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Um animated movie that came out a few years ago and I I feel like they Nick Cage should be the voice. Yes, absolutely. He's so good as he's good in any comic book character he plays cuz he yeah. played he played a uh, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. And he was really into that. He was. He yeah. played a uh, hit uh, Big oh, Daddy? Big Daddy and, and, uh, and, and Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Superman, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Superman. <laughs> Hell yeah. But no, absolutely. It's And we, we're kind of juggling ideas. You could have him kind of dub it with his mask on, maybe. Mm-hmm. You could even have him maybe portray him, perhaps. That would yeah. be a cool thing to do. Yeah, because like with the... Um, He's supposed to be an older, you know, like world weary, old timey wimey, well, you know, the era kind of, yeah, yeah, of a Spider Man, and I mean, you know, Nick Cage is no spring chicken. Let's be real, but yeah. there's there isn't somebody who I feel like encapsulates that charisma <laughs> like Nick Cage does. There's one scene I keep rewatching, and it's uh, spoilers for Into the Spider Verse, but they're they're fighting Tombstone, yeah. and then Nick, Nick Cage is uh, New Spider-Man's Spider Man's fighting Tombstone, and he's like just kind of saying these old timey wimey smack terms. It's like uh, you like you carpet bagger or something like that. And he's using it's not carpet bagger, but he used a lot of these yeah. old timey forties terms, and he look makes it look so good, makes it sound so good, and I would love to see him in a live action capacity. Yeah, my whole, my one is is the Rubik's cube. Rubik's oh it's like I, I did it. It's like no, it's, it's, like, like, oh, it's, it's some sort beat. of it's, it's that scene and the when uh, Miles comes in yeah. with his with his what happened his backstory his uncle's uh, one of the bad guys and uh, Aaron right yeah yeah Aaron is one of his his uncle's name it's one of the bad guys and and then War Spider Man's like this is some this is a crazy origin story and he like leans forward <laughs> but he he does have that charisma like you said he, yeah. he brings in that kind of energy that would be great in the live action yeah and, and I feel like since this is a character that is completely separate from anything we've seen in the live action you know Peter Parker Peter Parker typical Star Wars uh, stories. Why not keep him a mask the whole time? Oh yeah, yeah. That, that, way, that would be really cool. That way you have you know, some stunt dude just doing the 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 Arab, the, the, the stunts, <laughs> and then just dub in voice in. Um, 
yeah, Nick Cage. Yeah, that that would be. I see. I don't even know what direction they're gonna take this to, mm-hmm. because I in my in my side it's forties noir kind of style, black and white. They can be kind of like those fifty films with like some like it hot. It's kind of a, a serious but kind of jokey kind of film. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to see them do that with this, where it's Nick Cage's kind of charisma and jokiness, <laughs> and then he's fighting you know Nazis or something like that for some reason. So the it, lighthearted Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah light. Yeah. They don't even have the patch or anything. Yeah. Like they're just very genocidal. <laughs> very, very, very genocidal. <laughs> but it's it's the, the creative energy. Twenty two Jump Street, Jump mm-hmm. Street, I believe. Producers are the same producers from um, Into the Spider Verse. Fuck with the uh, Millers. Phil, right? Yeah, Mil- Miller, Phil, Phil and, Lord, Phil and, Lord, and, and something Miller, something Miller. Right, and yeah. it's, it's the same, you know. And then just the the history that they're coming from. They're gonna make it jokey, kind of fun, yeah. maybe dark, just because Into the Spider Verse was was pretty dark towards the end. Yeah, and we know those two dudes know how to handle a you know smart, funny movie. You know, they Twenty Two Jump Street, the Lego movies. Yeah, right. And uh, <laughs> and part of Solo, <laughs> <laughs> but the good parts, not you know, not the other stuff that we don't talk about. Yeah, the stuff we don't talk about. So yeah, I mean, this is in very capable hands, and it's an interesting uh, project that's being developed. Yeah, I'm I'm so f- and it's the thing is too, it's weird is Amazon. I mean, we have Fallout, we have God of War, you know, being produced by Amazon. So it's weird in a sense that Amazon, of all, you know, streaming services, are, are handling one of the some of the biggest properties out there, mostly Sony properties. Yeah, and I feel like with Amazon, they have this sense of, uh, like, risk-taking. Oh, yeah. Because, I guess, because they, they're not inherently tied to, like, this, you know, ancient way of doing things like the <laughs> other way. yeah exactly of the other uh, um production companies have so i feel like they 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 have a, a liberty of taking bigger risks because in in honestly in the real world you don't really get you're not really going to make the perfect fallout adaptation yeah and you're not, and especially not a God of War one. But hey, at least they're taking a risk right. to see what's up. That's that's a that's a great because like HBO Disney, they're they're tied with the old ways of mm-hmm. thinking. You know, you have to pitch your idea and whether or not it's marketable, right? Like Netflix with uh, Martin Scorsese and Irishman, he pitched it on major studios, and you think a name like Martin Scorsese, yeah. people would be like sold. He had to pitch it everywhere, and it landed on Netflix. Exactly. So with Amazon, it's it, you're right. It does. It makes me giddy that they're taking risks, and I love <laughs> risks. It's it might suck. We don't know, but yeah. they took that risk to move forward with it. I don't think Disney Plus would take a risk, or even maybe HBO Max. Without no, and, and honestly, you we'd be surprised how much of a risk they took with Last of Us. Yeah, HBO. HBO. That's a huge risk. That's a massive risk, yeah. just because like it's a it's a obviously it's an adaptation from a video game, and there hasn't been anything to be well received <laughs> prior to that. So <laughs> there really weren't resting on any like oh at least we can make it towards this because there hasn't been anything. Right, right, and it's it's also it counts with Sony. They're mm-hmm. they're just beyond. I feel like Sony Xbox is is ahead of you know the streaming services, the Game Pass. They're all, all ahead of those avenues. But I feel like Sony, 
being its kind of multi-directional corporation, you know, they they have their hands in a lot of pots. Yeah. But having using their properties as films and TV shows, yeah. it's a great step forward for them to grow their brand beyond just you know PlayStation. You play, you watch the God of War show, you might want to play the game over yeah. here. You know. Yeah, it's um, it's it's one thing that uh, we were talking about a little bit before we started recording, where Sony just needs the streaming service, and they close their, you know, they close their the they close middle their man, loop. yeah, <laughs> the middleman, and uh, with this uh, Spider-Man Noir is just more um, validation that uh, Marvel is never going to get the rights to Spider-Man ever again. <laughs> Sad it's, day. It's, I mean, well, as long as they keep cranking out good shit. You know, absolutely. It's so funny that Marvel, even to some extent, DC, DC has their full slate available to them and they kind of they flopped. Yeah. Marvel has their full slate about them, but they had pieces of it. So they had kind of had to maneuver narratives and weave them into different places. Yeah. But Sony's like, we have every Spider-Man. Let's just make Spider-Man yeah. films. You know, <laughs> here's a Craven the Man, you know, Craven film. Here's a Venom film. They don't do too well critically. Do you think that in a way Marvel kind of shot themselves in the foot? Because yeah. they 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 work together to bring Spider-Man into the MCU <laughs> and kind of showing Sony the blueprint the blueprint of how to Keep that license in perpetuity. I, I, I want to say yes. Uh-huh. I want to say yes. That you show someone your blueprints. They're definitely like how you can trust them not to copy it or you know make it better. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, it feels like they they knew what they did when they sold it in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, Marvel wasn't in a good place when they sold the properties to uh, I think was it. Was Fox it Sony? and it was Sony. Fox, right? Fox and Sony. Right, yeah. Fox and Sony. They were in a good place and they knew where they're getting their going with. But uh, you. Can you, in Marvel's point of view, cannot see how big Spider-Man is. Even mm-hmm. if the movies that they cranked out, you know, Amazing or, you know, the regular Spider-Mans weren't too good. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man, even in the comics now, is one of the top five most, you know, selled comics. Batman, Superman, some comes up there. Right? X-Men, stuff like that. So it's Yeah, there's, really Spider-Man there. is definitely a character that it's its own universe within the major universe. Yeah. And you could end, like, potentially potentially and it looks like sony's doing this is just make endless content because it's so rich in history with its characters and the thing is with sony and you know throwing shade at marvel is that sony kind of does their films a little bit better minus morbius minus venom but come on (laughs) right no no way home spider-man no way home like yeah. just, just the whole how tight that narrative was and then into the spider-verse taking well, those risks even going back 22 years ago now mm. at this point oh, Spider, spider-man 2 right spider-man 2 was like a defining moment in movie uh, superhero movies and for generations the time. yeah people swear by that film right yeah. and then it's so much that there's there's an andrew garfield spider-man crew there's a toby mcguire's you know there's so many generational gaps and everyone loves spider-man mm-hmm. and i think Marvel really I don't feel like Marvel has that kind of continuity with their properties where especially with the Spider-Man focused stuff. No, I mean definitely the incorporation of Fox uh did you know give them that with the X-Men? Yeah. And Fantastic 4. Fantastic 4 uh, as well. Four, yeah. But I feel like this is something that now they have to figure out a way to incorporate them into the greater thing. 
aside rather than hey let's just do our <laughs> let's just do these two properties with their own thing you know? yeah it's and it's gonna take a while yeah and sony's been doing that since like you said spider-man 2 22 years ago and then yeah. now their films are showing that kind of prestige mm-hmm. you know honoring spidey here's a spider-man noir they're gonna do it justice i hope i hope yeah <laughs> I that's hope. that well that's the big thing i hope you know because uh, morbius have- is yeah. is <laughs> yeah, morbius. have you seen it no, I have Still not. Haven't seen I it. haven't seen Morbius. I haven't even seen. I've seen Venom though. Yeah. And I kind of I do like the direction they took with Venom. Uh, the narrative, on the other hand, and CGI, it's a little iffy. Yeah, I haven't seen either of those Venom or um, Morbius, and I kind of want to keep it like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing with Fantastic Four stuff. I yeah. haven't seen Fantastic Four. I haven't seen any X Men's, save for First Class. The good one. The good one. Yeah, yeah. that's what I hear. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it 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 boggles the mind on how they were able to revitalize the X Men franchise with a brand new director and a brand new producer, and then the old director and producer were like, "Hey, I want this back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it boggles the mind. But yeah. anyways, uh, Spider Man Noir. Looking forward to it. Now let's get into the meat of it. Mm. DC. DC. Distinguished competition, yes, as uh, the old legend Stanley would refer to them. But DC now has a solid, quote unquote, (laughs) ten-year plan because you know quotes because obviously shit changes, you know, absolutely. And uh, this was unveiled a couple weeks ago with a press conference. Yeah, I want to say like uh, a pseudo, pseudo live kind of, press conference on yeah. the social medias. <laughs> Pretty much, right at yeah, this point, where James Gunn and Peter Safran laid down the the ten year plan for DC and all the titles. Some of them are no-brainers, and some of them pretty much are coming out of the blue. Yeah. <laughs> Which pretty is much. interesting as F. The main one that got me interesting is Swamp Thing. Really? Yeah. Really? All right. <laughs> which, one got, which one has you interested? You already know. Superman? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Superman Legacy. But okay, Swamp Thing. Why? Yeah. Just because Swamp Thing, the uh, Alan Moore Swamp Thing from the 80s is a book that I read a while ago. Mm. And it had such an important, um, not important, but like uh, an imprint on me. Mm-hmm. It's like, holy shit, this character who's a fucking mud monster, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> <laughs> right it, it could be so much more complex and like right. obviously that's all to alan moore's writing and stuff like that yeah so. yeah that's fair yeah okay i can see that yeah all right let me see if there is uh all right, so these are the movies superman legacy Ooh. the authority authority which is a little that's that's out of, out, of, out, of, out of nowhere definitely but it, it fits his his bill yeah, yeah. the brave and the bold which is a redo because it's not the original Brave and the Bold since they're going to do Damien. As... Yeah, this is Damien. How do you feel about that? Uh, Should we talk about each of these properties? Or... <laughs> yeah, let me just run okay, down them real right. quick. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, Woo! Swamp Thing, Woo! and then Television, The Creature Commandos. Super interesting. Mm. Waller, no kind uh, of a no-brainer. no-brainer. Lanterns. No-brainer. Should have been already made. <laughs> Paradise Lost. That sounds interesting to me. And Booster Gold. And that's also out of the blue for me. It really? Yeah. It's such a character that's so out there. It feels yeah. he feels kind of a meta-ish kind of character. He's lived what they're living through. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of <laughs> like a Deadpoolian without the insanity. Mm. 
All right, so let's start off with the big one, the first one, uh, Superman Legacy. It's a introduction going to be it's going to be introduce a new Superman. Yeah. We don't know yet who, but uh, apparently James Gunn has finished the script already. Yeah, which is right on. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> let's, let's keep to it because it's like it's so hard to think when you see like. When you hear dates, oh, it's going to come out 2023 or 2024, 25. Like that's, yeah. Still, we still think, oh, that's four or five years from now. No, yeah. it's a couple years away. We take a blink in the eye. Yeah. It's already <laughs> like, oh God, Superman Legacy comes out tomorrow. Yeah. So Superman Legacy opens in 2025. Yeah. Plenty of time still. Hopefully they keep that date. They don't push it back like, oh, six months later. We're yeah. going to push it back. I hope they're learning from Marvel's. Because mm-hmm. Marvel kind of spams the whole... They're like, here's all our stuff. Oh, by the way, some of them are putting, getting pushed back. Yeah. But I feel like DC, just having a title, you know, is something that not an un, untitled Marvel film, untitled Marvel film, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So I'm hoping that two years is a good leeway time maybe mm-hmm. but maybe the narrative is a little bit more focused yeah. than this grandiose thing that needs all these shots yeah and, and it, it has been 10 years since the last solo superman film has it really yes with man of steel man of steel july 2013 oh, it came out my goodness. so this year marks the 10 year anniversary oh hmm. Hmm. and um you know speaking of uh man of steel henry cavill we kind of got more little behind the scenes of what what went on there, and apparently, according this is according to James Gunn that he was just dicked around by the old guard of the MCU. Yeah, no, the DCU, no, the DCEU. DCEU. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a little furious. <laughs> yeah. but you have that kind of fresh talent. I don't know, fresh, but you know, relatively new talent in the industry and you want a place of the role that he's been waiting for since he was young, you know, yeah. before he wanted to be actor and you just kind of dick around with him. The, yeah. The most, I don't think you could find, you're going to find an actor who's going to be the more iconic representation of Superman in our generation. Absolutely. And he, he's a nerd. Yeah. Right. Like I could imagine him putting on the suit, giggling like a schoolboy, you know, and like reading in the comic and comparing himself, you know, yeah. poses, you know, reading yeah. like, okay, Superman stands like this. Let me stand like, you know, stuff like that. And I, I want to say I'm not surprised given how they utilized him, mm-hmm. especially with Shazam. Right, like this yeah. is gonna count as one of your appearances, dude. It's a cameo. How he doesn't even have dialogue. You don't even see his head. You don't even see the, because that's what they <laughs> they were trying to say that because he had two more appearances in the DC films, and they wanted one of those appearances to be that. But uh-huh. it's just just a glorified cameo. He wants to have a, a bigger impact in the narrative. Yeah, like but, a big a bigger impact, like he could have had in Black Adam. Absolutely, if it wasn't leaked. Yeah, if it wasn't, oh god, that's a whole nother kind of words. Yeah. But yeah, def definitely, and I, I can't, I'm not surprised, but it doesn't make me less angry. No, yeah, and, and the one thing that we were talking about a little bit, the James Gunn, is that we like that he has he steps and forward, like he cl- he clarifies shit. He doesn't just <laughs> let it linger. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's cool that we we do have a, a little more backstory about what happened with Henry Cavill, and like you said. There's the understanding there. It doesn't make us any less happy, any less upset. Not at all. It's we can finally move on. Yeah, I suppose we can move on with the new Superman, All Star Superman, which is a pretty sad tale. But you know, it's something that would be a nice start to introduction to uh, to people to soups, a new yeah. soups. So. Yeah, I still have, I'm holding out hope that 
10 years from now, they decide to do Old Man Superman and bring back Henry Cavill. Oh, I would love that. And I would also love Superman 1 million. Yeah. Superman 1 million sing in the sun and you think he's dead, but he's, he's become a god. So I'd love to see that. <laughs> I would love to see, like, n- not how it is in the comics where he's all golden, but, like, his, his suit is so freaking cool. And I, could lo- I would love to see Henry Cavill's big-ass smile <laughs> in that suit. Yeah. And, um, all right, so uh, Batman Brave and the Bold. Batman Brave and the Bold. It's a, a, a comic book arc and a TV show mm-hmm. that was more embraces the campier version of, of uh, Batman, right? Yeah. But I feel like they're only going to use that in title only because if they said that the the uh, it's going to be Batman and Robin, but it's going to be Damien Robin. Damien Robin. So for those who don't know, Damien is the was it un- Bruce Wayne's Bruce biological Wayne's son, by, but not by choice. Not by choice. But not yeah. by choice because he was Tal- roofied. And yeah, he was roofied. Talia was like, "Yo, knock me up." And then there you go. And he, she trained him, right? Mm-hmm. For all his... The League of uh, Shadows. The League, League of, of Shadows. Yeah, League of Shadows sounds right. League of Assassins. Uh, I think Assassins also sounds yeah. right. <laughs> League of, I think League of Assassins. I feel like it's straightforward. Yeah, more yeah, to the like, point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, uh, you know, was it this Council of Doom? What's the one? The opposite of the Justice League? Yeah, the Legion of Doom. The Legion of Doom. Like, yeah. that's already... <laughs> like, what are they a Legion of Doom? But... Um, yeah, I Damien is historically bloody and you know, let's just kill these people. Yeah, the most homicidal maniac <laughs> ever to put on the the yellow tights of Robin. Do you like Damien? I feel like a lot of people have him cuz he's kind of a whiny kid. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's been utilized in in good stories mm-hmm. more so than him being a a good character. Mhm. Like, um, there, there is this sense of being a whiny, entitled brat. Yeah. Father. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, you know, he's talking crap to Pennyworth. Like, bro, you don't talk to Alfred like that. I'll yeah. backhand you. He fucked up Superman. Come on. What's wrong with you, kid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to hurt my family? Yeah. yeah. Awesome so, scene. Yeah. So, I, 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 I'm more on the, all right, let's see if they could utilize him, like, the way they've utilized him in the animated. Mm. Do you think... So the approach you're taking is that he's that's the current Robin. Mm. So do you think other Robins will make an appearance? Because I mean, how do you not have Nightwing? Yeah, or maybe Red Hood. Red Hood as well. Red Hood, maybe even Barbara as Oracle, or maybe not Oracle. Yeah. Who knows? Well, I mean, how about it, Tim? It, it, Tim. I yeah, just see, like there's with, so many like predecessors. Yeah, I just feel like with Tim, he had such a bad. Like storyline in the Return of the Joker, mm. it kind of tainted him a little really? bit. Because like once you have somebody who's like legit tortured and it's a child, it's like a seven year old and he's fucking tortured by the Joker. All right, I mean you're, you're kind of like uh, Jason Todd blew him, got blown up. Yeah, but at least he died. Uh, that's true. It, I, I guess <laughs> that, that for some reason better. that makes it better. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would. Uh, is this a live action? It would have to be, yeah. It's live action. It would be cool to see more in line with canon characters. Mm-hmm. With, uh, with uh, you know, Red Hood. Like, this is Red Hood in the DCU, right? And then Nightwing and Tim and stuff like that. Yeah. And Barbara. Yeah, it would be a lot. It opens up the story to, like, the, the Batman introducing and, and relying more on the Bat family. Yeah, yeah. You know, if they don't do Nightwing, maybe they'll do um, Batwing. Mm, that know, would be cool. That would that would be cool. I, I don't know. I don't see why you would, <laughs> would go that way. 
Uh, Nightwing obviously being one of the titular uh, characters in Batman history. Uh, obviously, you know, Dick Grayson, Nightwing, it's the same guy. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler. Yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting take. Do you, do you feel like, what kind of brand of Batman do you think they're going to have? See, that's a, this is the thing. I don't, I could see him being a jokey, campier than what we've seen before. Like Adam Westian? Not not that to that extent. <laughs> but he you know, cracks oh. a joke here and there, you know? Like mm. oh, they, they hop in the Batmobile and he's like, put your seatbelt on before he goes, you know, that type of shit. Oh, okay. I, I'm, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, not yeah, and not fucking branding prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I would love to see a, a, a an ounce of Westinian, Adam Westinian mm-hmm. kind of humor, like you said, put your seatbelt on, yeah. you know, stuff like that. And I want to see kind of Patterson, you know, brooding, um, brooding kind <laughs> of, and kind of maybe Batflex brutality. Yeah, he he has to show Damien that he's Batman for a reason. Yeah, and he's gone through four iterations of the sidekick. He's mm-hmm. the f- fifth, right? I'm well, because then there's been like three like have, female Robins. Oh, I'm just counting Barbara. I don't know the other female Robins. I'm just counting Dick, Barbara, the main core, right? The core, Tim, yeah, Tim. and then Damien. Damien, yeah, Damien, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no, Jason. Jason. Jason, and then Dick, Jason, Tim, and then uh, Barbara, and then Damien. Damien. He's the fifth one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just. Uh, there has to be a reason where he's this is why they fear him mm-hmm. so I'd love to see that moment where Damien this hardcore kind of assassin since he was a kid you know mama's boy yeah. sees his father beat a guy to almost death because something that guy did maybe shot someone mm-hmm. and he doesn't like you know he doesn't like guns <laughs> he beats the shit out of somebody because they didn't return the public book the, the library <laughs> you see book? those memes where it's like someone's jaywalking and then Batman's like something <laughs> they're playing the freaking <laughs> if, you, if you all haven't seen a chance there's like all these Batman memes with him just kind of breaking people's necks for yeah. the most you know Mundane, littering yeah yeah littering but littering. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would love to see that kind of not the littering Batman yeah but a more kind of blend of all three of those Batmans yeah well definitely especially knowing that you know the what the fuck's his name uh uh the director the verse of Batman is still gonna be around the oh Miller Matt Miller that's probably not Matt Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves, thank the you. The Reeves yes. Batman is still going to be around for yeah. at least another one. Yeah. Which it's it's interesting in the sense that you know that this movie is only getting a second one is because the first one did so well. Yeah. You know, because especially in a time of restructuring, they wouldn't be like, all right, this movie barely made anything and we had maybe plans for a second one. Let's go full on ahead with the second one. They would just scrap it and... and folded it into the whole new thing right yeah that and the first one was very kind of ahead of its time because mm-hmm. it did lead those those threads you know you have Catwoman kind of going off somewhere and then you have kind of the penguins empire yeah with the, with, i think the tv show was announced yeah while the movie so it's yeah the restructuring and then they just put that to full steam ahead yeah and the one thing that i noticed that um we haven't gotten any update on is peacemaker 2 peacemaker 2 but we did have Peacemaker a show season one. that's kind yeah. of in between, right? Well, well Waller? Peace, well, yeah, Waller, but I'm talking about Peacemaker right, right. season we, two. Right. We haven't heard anything. It's already been a year since you, the first one. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then John Cena's not getting any younger. Exactly. <laughs> He's not getting muscly, you know. <laughs> um, maybe after this slate, I feel like he wants to have a good foundation. And majority of these films that he has, James Gunn, mm-hmm. are all not related to him other than Waller. Yeah. Right. Everything else is kind of. I feel like Waller's going to be that kind of stopgap, and then I wouldn't be surprised if we see Peacemaker show up or some sort of um, link. Yeah, and that's another thing that that um, Ernie brought up was that they revitalized and restructured the the DC slate, but are pretty much have the doors open for everybody to return as a character. <laughs> yeah. Except for Henry Cavill, which is. Yeah. Yeah. But it's 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 interesting because yeah. you would you would imagine again another restructuring they would just want to wipe the the slate clean. Yeah, and they're going full steam ahead. I, I they said restructuring's over. I mean, Zaslav said uh-huh. restructuring's over, which I highly doubt. But at least they have a good step forward with the DC films with Batman. Yeah, and by all intents and purposes, that handoff, the yeah. Snyder to the Gun verse handoff, has gone smoothly up top, up high. Yeah. You know, everybody else, the the common people are (laughs) arguing and murdering and preparing for battle. (laughs) Right. (laughs) One does. Uh, Yeah, it's I I hate the fact that he had to come out and be like, yo, Zach said it's good. Let's move on already. You can't (laughs) stop making hashtags about selling the Snyderverse to Netflix and outrageous other stuff like that. Yeah, which Netflix is like it looks like it's circling the drain. I don't I don't know why would they want to invest you know another four billion. Yeah, yeah, not at all, not at all. And it's it's like you said at the beginning, James Gunn is very vocal and very mm-hmm. communicative. Communicative. Yeah, yeah, he's very communicative with what's changing in the DC EU. Yeah, so here's to hoping that um, so far. The slate goes off without a hitch. We do know that obviously the ten year plan doesn't uh, isn't set in stone. There's some flexibility and it moves around. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there from the slate? Is there anything else that that caught your mind? Oh, uh, was it authority? Authority. Uh, authority was. It sounds like a suicide squad to me. I don't know about to you. Yeah, but because it, it seems like they 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 want peace. It seems like a, not suicide squad, but a full group of peacemakers. They want peace, whatever exactly. the cost. You well, know, yeah, I mean? it doesn't care how many men, women, and children have to kill to get it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it sounds like an interesting take, and it's right up James Gunn's alley. Yeah, but don't you think that this again would be better served as a TV show rather than a film? Is it a film? Yeah, it's a film. It's a film. Oh, you see, that's iffy. Well, the thing is, James Gunn has proven time and time again he works best with ensembles. That's true. Yeah, so like there definitely is an opportunity to make this into a TV show for one of the characters, maybe a couple of the characters. But from what we've seen with Guardians and the Suicide Squad, he, I don't, he just he's just magic when it comes <laughs> with all these wacky characters that are so in their heads that they have to bond at some point and that I feel like that's what he does best. Yeah, maybe if they if it's like the Suicide Squad or Suicide Squad the Authority yeah because like you said it does seem and sound like they're the exact same characters for the exact same purpose yeah you know yeah Uh, how about you what's one film from that slate that you other than Batman and Superman Supergirl Supergirl what was it Woman of Tomorrow Woman of Tomorrow Woman of Tomorrow that does sound cool 
Yeah, and then then we get more in, of a look into Superman's, you know, uh, again vast vor- array of characters that they could build from. Yeah, Supergirl, Power Girl. Oh, Power Girl! Oh, question. I didn't <laughs> even think crossed. about that. Power Girl, Crypto. For right. those of the OGs out there. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's something they can... Because we haven't seen Supergirl at all. So it's to, Yeah, the, the TV show. Yeah, the, just the TV show. But we haven't seen her in, a, in the you know film big capacity. Budget, yeah. Big budget, right? So it would be cool to see her make her own path past Kal-El. Past Superman. Superman, yeah. yeah. That'd be interesting. And group her with uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah, kind of oh, show her the ropes. I read Wonder Woman would be freaking cool. Did you see it's gonna be a TV show that Wonder Woman? Yeah, was it Themyscira? Uh, the the like they, he he compared it to Game of Thrones. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, back when Snyder was still involved, right? Where right. it was supposed to be only what was happening on Themyscira. Yeah, and then Gunn is making their own his own little TV show now. What's only in Themyscira? That's interesting. Yeah, it sounds it sounds brutal. Well, yeah, I mean, it's something where we've seen glimpses of it in the first two, mm-hmm. uh, one the two Wonder Woman films, where, you know, she lives on the island, she's growing up on the island, and her obviously being a uh, cut above the rest, wanting to prove herself. Yeah, yeah. But do you think it will focus on Wonder Woman, or would it just be Themyscira uh, as I, a whole? I hope it's Themyscira, because mm-hmm. I, I love Wonder Woman, I love Zack Snyder's interpretation of Wonder Woman to some extent, Yeah. but I do want to see that warrior, like, I'll kill you. Like, I won't, I won't like, sit there, you know, and complain about something, I will straight up murder you, because yeah. if you forget, she's trained in those, you know, Greek combat take hold no bar and stuff like that not some yeah, sort of mythological right exactly yeah. so to see that kind of care and then see artemis maybe and maybe Ooh, uh, like other the moms like uh, the history with aries and stuff like that yeah. i don't know if they're going to do it exactly like it you know with aries and the mom being a thing but i would like to see the history of the mascara why this is here why that is here and all that good stuff and then come on i mean an island full of ridiculously hot chicks yeah yeah, we yeah. we all know what's yeah, gonna happen, yeah. what happens, and hopefully they show it because yeah. if it's on HBO, they can. Oh, it's right because <laughs> <laughs> you know, I completely right. You're, you're absolutely right. And with the Last of Us, yeah, and you know the direction they're taking it, I would okay. I'm sold. Yeah, and Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing comes out of out of left field, and it, it could also open the doors for the Justice League Dark. Absolutely. Oh, right. That's a good point. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, television creature commandos. Creature Commandos is an animated thing, right? It's a first launch of a premise feature monster animation, gun set. Uh, it sounds things. it sounds cute. Yeah. It sounds it sounds makes 50 me fifty million an episode. Jesus. Okay, that sounds very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Waller. It's so, all no, don't yeah. even don't even Viola Davis coming back as Waller and like just the charisma and I always say charisma but the kind of energy and yeah, enthusiasm the intimidation in, she brings intimidation oh, right I don't think you could have had a perfect amount more perfect Amanda Waller than Viola Davis yeah absolutely she kills it every time she yeah. killed it in the first Suicide Squad film she killed it in the second one and she kills it in Peacemakers well. yeah absolutely and I would love to see her fight yeah come on. Uh, the Waller was it? What's her full name? Amanda. The right? Wall. Uh, Amanda. The Wall. Waller. Waller. Yeah. yeah right. Because, <laughs> yeah, because in the comics she's a you know she's a huge chick, so she can go toe to toe with you. But here yeah. she's not really. But I would love to see that combat anyway. 
Yeah, I would love I would love to put her to put her in the ta- more tactical role and like have a, a Viola Davis like a strict workout regime, boss <laughs> and rip and just murder people. And now shit I'm like just that. picturing a super swole Viola <laughs> Davis, Swole Davis. You know? Yeah, hell yeah. Um, so and then I would love to see her uh, have more interaction with Batman, with Superman, with. You know, especially knowing the interactions that she has with Batman. That's the see, you're, you're, you're right on the cusp of my mind. I would love to see him have that, her have that interaction with with Batman. Like yeah. she already knows who he is. Who he is like to do what you do your worst, rich boy, and then like his face was like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but like, in the opposite. Batman ain't scared of her. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell <laughs> He has a contingency in case, you yeah, know. If every if Superman goes bad. Yeah. He, just imagine all the normals. <laughs> you know? What the right. fuck she gonna do? Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. All right. We have Lanterns. Oh, Hal and John Stewart. John Stewart, which is Green Lantern, unfortunately, has become a, a pariah character because of how bad the 2011 uh, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, come on. It's been 10 years. I mean, when the stink is on you, the stink is on you. Yeah. yeah. You know, since ever since then, there have been stories of, oh, we're going to do Green Lantern movie. Now it's a TV show. Oh, what? Now it's back to being a movie <laughs> and now back to being a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. And but I feel like Green Lantern is a character that's going to suffer because of the CGI, unfortunately. Mm. You know, like how they they did Oa back in the two thousand one. Oh God, two thousand eleven. Yeah, it's seared into my corneas. Yeah, how Oa looked. But it's it's still like, how are you going to construct that world without CG? Like ninety percent of it being CGI. So, do you think some some my work around with this? Do you would it be better to have physical buildings than because Oa was all green, mm-hmm. literally, you know, like yeah. green screen stuff? But do you think some of the creative liberties they can take is make make Oa look like I don't know, like an ancient Earth civilization? Yeah, like, I mean, practical it, buildings. It, it has and borrow from like these ancient temples, the style that uh, these ancient temples are here in this planet. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, why doesn't it? It seemed that this ancient race created something similar. Right. You know, it right. doesn't seem that, that out of the realm of possibility. So have yeah. it be like, like when um, the Chamber of the Wizard from Shazam, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Right. Absolutely. Uh, I, I was thinking maybe Ragnarok. Yeah. Oh, not Ragnarok. Yeah, Ragnarok. You know, when you go into the city mm-hmm. kind of thing, I would love to see that with Oa. Mm-hmm. You have lanterns everywhere. Everyone's flying around. <laughs> yeah. You know, something that's grounded, that's less of the spectacle on galactic stakes. Like the, uh, what's the big monster he fought in the movie? The big monster cloud. What was uh, it Sinestro? No, it's no, not it's Sinestro. Sinestro. It's it's uh, parallax. Parallax. You yeah. know, it's not something the huge world-ending event. Something that's a little more grounded and that's more on the line with what Hal and you know John are. It's gonna do, yeah. Like especially with well, who's gonna be the veteran though. It's gonna be. It has to be Hal's the has to be Hal, right? So like yeah. John trying to become a Green Lantern or something like that, and Hal kind of training him to how to, to focus the ring and stuff. Like <laughs> I that. like how it's um, Hal would be the veteran. But John acts like it. But John acts. Like it. <laughs> it reminds me of a of a. Naked, not naked gun. Ooh, where's my a lethal weapon? Yeah, lethal weapon. You know, it's kind of that dynamic, but the opposite, right? He's the he's yeah. the one who's been a, a Green Lantern, but he's a goofball. Mm-hmm. You know, but you have John, who's the new one, but he's he's literally yeah. a veteran. And do you think that they would expand the the universe, as, like 
introduce the red lanterns, introduce the purple lanterns and stuff like that, or just solely stick with green and yellow because that's basically what's been around longer. The second season. Yeah. The second season, I could definitely see them focused on the first adversary with the yellow lantern. Yeah. Right? But with as they build onto it, again, I want it to be focused a little bit smaller and then expand on it. You don't have mm-hmm. to introduce all of the lanterns in the first episode or something like that. Or maybe you do if there's some stakes at the end of the season. But for now, I want, like you said, the stank. So building <laughs> the character who who's John, you know, who's Hal, who are they, what are they relation to each other, you know, what are they looking for and all that mm-hmm. good stuff. Then you can introduce, right, like the cat that throws up blood you know, for the red, the red lanterns are <laughs> like, lantern. or like the violet lanterns is all about love or, you know, and then you have the, the, the black one is just death. You know, yeah. you just, you introduce that, those, those outrageous ideas down the line, but don't have it something that focuses on, on the whole narrative. Yeah. It's, it, this is another, uh, you know, character within a universe that has a universe of its own. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately that, that stank from the first film has ruined <laughs> any serious attempts um but thankfully they're they're finally trying to give it another shot embrace them because honestly green lantern is one of the cooler looking superheroes and come on superman well yeah superman obviously (laughs) but like you you look at look at the way he looks it looks so sleek and oh yeah he's a space cop but he you know he can push it off yeah he can fuck yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) like i i want the scene where he does the pledge i even in the movie i still get chills because that that pledge is so freaking cool and brightest day darkest darkest night night, no evil shall escape my might let those who worship evils might oh no evil will escape my sight those who worship evil no evil shall oh. escape my sight what? i think sight was the first one wait all right so in blackest <laughs> day and darkest night no, no, no evil, evil shall, shall escape, escape my sight let those who worship evil's evil might be aware of my power green lantern's light there you go oh my god i still get chills yeah. <laughs> if superman had some sort of phrase he does before he whoops your ass <laughs> that, that would that would be cool and to and from what gun is making all these worlds all you know the same mm-hmm. kind of thing with video games and the tv show and the movies i would love to see superman you know have show up in the green lantern tv show yeah. Or the maybe Waller, you know, they have to protect Waller's convoy as she goes to prison, and it's like a Green Lantern <laughs> protecting. You know, all this like, there's some continuity into it. That the inter interpersonal continuity. That's that's I'm looking forward to. Yeah, there's a potentially it, it opens up the the doors for an infinite amount of crossovers and characters. Crossovers, yeah. that's the right word. Intercont- <laughs> <laughs> Interpersonal. <laughs> um, so Paradise Lost, that's the uh, Themyscira. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's set on the island of Themyscira before the birth of Diana. So oh, jeez. They're, they're establishing everything then. Mm-hmm. So you, you we could see the Artemis, war. the war with the, the men and the women and stuff like that. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and Booster Gold. Booster Gold. Booster Gold is a character who has been also been thrown into like, oh, what about a Booster Gold project? <laughs> and everyone's like, ah, shut up, get out of here. <laughs> but now it's finally happening. That gun comes in. How about a Booster Gold? Yeah. Hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and him being like, he's a character I don't know much about. I just know that he's like goofy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So again, it fits right up the alley of uh, what James Gunn is bringing to the DCU. That goofiness, that hey, let's not, it's 
not afraid to play around with these characters. Yeah, absolutely. And if you look at the character, he, I don't want to say he's Deadpool, right? Definitely not. No, but he, that's Slade. But exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, not Slade either. And he's very meta because yeah. he's a time traveler. So he's, he's lived the lives that they're living now with, you know, the Justice League and stuff like that. So he kind of knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. But he just wants to be a superhero, but he sucks at it. <laughs> so that that just opens so many avenues of building who he is as a person, what he likes, you know, it's like Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? You see him where he's on his lowest and he, they're going to build him up from there. Having said that, can you see the different avenues Gunn is taking? Because mm-hmm. you have Booster Gold, which opens the door for future, like literal you know future properties in terms of time travel and then you have paradise lost which is a little bit more of the ancient stuff mm-hmm. right you have Ares and uh, the zeus you know the gods and maybe shazam at some de- degree right and then you have the grounded stuff with batman and then you have superman and supergirl with the galaxy breaking brainiac maybe dark side maybe all that stuff yeah i mean there he's definitely Opening a lot more avenues to incorporate these more fringe characters. Yeah. Because like you said, the the characters that are the titular the DC properties, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, these are all set within a plausible reality. But then once you start getting into like the time travelers or the ancient Greeks and yeah. stuff like those, you, those type you, of characters. People get lost. Yeah. <laughs> people definitely get lost. Like maybe not as much as Batman, maybe the League of Shadows mm-hmm. or League of Assassins, you know, Talia Al Ghul's group. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that gets, but that's still, you believe it, you know, Court mm-hmm. of Owls, you believe, Bane, you kind of believe. Right? Yeah. I mean, because like it's not that difficult to believe that there are shadowy organizations in the real world. Yeah. Because there's. They yeah, are. They are. <laughs> so yeah, but with Superman, like you said, Dark Side, and, uh, and you know those those fringe kind of intergalacticness, yeah. people get lost. So what Gunn is doing is making the foundation to be able to branch off into those various properties. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, accidentally goes to Apocalypse. Oh, that'd be awesome. Right, because she's she's going around living her life. She's trying to get to Earth. She's not on Earth yet. Yeah. So she she's gonna go through different planets, different ways that Kal El wasn't able to. Didn't do. didn't um? There's a story that Darkseid wanted to recruit essentially um, Kara El before she got to Earth. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's obviously that that possibility yeah. there. Yeah, if I remember, they fought, mm-hmm. uh, and then Supergirl got owned. It was Dark Side, you know, and then but Kal El saw what happened, and yeah. then, and then he went all out on Dark Side, and that's one of the few moments we've seen him angry because that's the freaking only living cousin that we know of, but also just go full on and mm-hmm. just you know world ending every punch made an earthquake, you know all that <laughs> stuff, and, and Dark Side's like, no, nah, never mind. <laughs> Yeah, so I could I mean, see them inter. I also would that. love to see a new gods versus old gods. Yeah, Paradise Lost. Yeah, uh, I could definitely see Paradise Lost going into the mythological stuff with like Zeus and how Diana was either maybe molded from clay or born. Who knows what the where the <laughs> origin's gonna go? But it's gonna open that door for them. Yeah, that it's stuff. it's definitely very interesting. The state of uh, DCU now. DCU, yeah, DCU yeah. now. <laughs> Um, the there was a kind of lightly um, suggested that the transition of power between Zack Snyder and his universe to the James Gunn and his universe went, went smoothly. Obviously, the fans aren't happy. They never are. Yeah, so it's, it's part of the course. I mean, yeah. you you 
go on a boat ship, you expect waves. You yeah. expect bumpy stuff when you go on a, you know, a plane with you expect turbulence. Exactly. Right? It's yeah. not something that you can plan. Like there's not going to be any turbulence. Like, yeah, there is. Yeah. And, but I, I, I'm still, you know, um, fast steady with the, the, you couldn't hand it over to a better person. In yeah. James Gunn. So hopefully everything that has announced comes to fruition with more projects sprinkled in between. Um, I, I I'm excited to see Superman again. Like we said, it's been three years. It's been ten years since the last it's been Man of Steel. Ten years, bro. That's <laughs> it's 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 bad. And and with uh, Batman being uh, the Brave and the Bold being uh, um, announced, also. The, the rumors of who's going to be the villain and stuff like that. you know, yeah. And then they asked Dave Batista, which apparently he's been campaigning to play Bane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that Bane is a character that unfortunately, the only times he's been utilized in live action properties is that he's been somebody's bitch. Yeah. Even in Nolan stuff, he's like a crying and stuff like that. And yeah. I'm like, Oh, come on, Bane. Like yeah. I, I get it. Your jaw's gone. I think maybe we never really explained that, but yeah, I would love to see him. The tactician. Yeah. Not, not, just the Nolan technician, but straight up every contingency by himself. He doesn't need some sort of, you know, other narrative to push him. He's that's just who he is. Yeah, and with. we had we we're talking a little bit before we start recording where it's like we would like to see Bane be a recurring character. Yeah. You know, not just be the big main villain of one movie, but have him sprinkle. If you're doing a trilogy, have him be the trilogy. So almost like uh, Nolan used uh, Scarecrow. Yeah. In his trilogy. Yeah. Where he was, you know, of a, a side villain, I guess you could say, but he was in all of them. Yeah. And and would be what would be interesting is that in each time he shows up in each movie, he's experimenting with more Bane Venom. Right. Yeah. It's the same with the Scarecrow. Not yeah. Bane Venom, but you could see kind of the slow descent into madness yeah. with Scarecrow and whatever's happening in his life. So Bane... I would I pitched to Joel because he know. <laughs> well, pitched, what you did. Anyway, I pitched to Joel that it would be cool to see him as a kind of good character. You know, someone who's there for Gotham, who wants to help Gotham rebuild, maybe, or just help Gotham in general. But he can't help because he's kind of a weak dude. What mm-hmm. does he turn to? Venom. Yeah. And he starts experimenting with it, and then it just kind of loses his mind at that point. And you know, it would be sad to see this kind of White Knight character fall into this. Yeah. this addiction yeah i just want to see uh a shot of a live action where uh to defeat bane batman has to cut the venom uh, tube and then replace it with an electrical outlet like an electrical cord to shock him like you've seen him do so many times yeah (laughs) (laughs) obviously i mean you can't really do that in real life because it would his heart would explode he'd turn to jelly but (laughs) but it, it just like Bane was utilized perfectly in the animated series, and that's the show I grew up watching, uh, Batman. Yeah. And have him be a role like that, where it's recurring, you know, it's the first villain Batman has to take care of again. But have him see his progression into madness as as each movie goes on would be super fun and interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't watch the animated stuff, Boo. so forgive me, but Boo. I did play the Arkham games religiously. And yeah. from what I've seen in the Arkham games, I do want it to be like that. Where he started off as this kind of general, very military, very disciplined. Mm-hmm. But as he got introduced to Venom and the more victories he earned, the more he lost his mind to the point where he can barely string along sentences now. Yeah. Right. And then they, there was also stories where he became so dependent on the Venom that he couldn't even walk anymore. 
to yeah. like he, he couldn't he was like this dude in a wheelchair and he just needed the venom to keep his lungs breathing oh jesus christ yeah it's, it got fucked up yeah that got so yeah i would love none <laughs> i'd love to see that open kind of vulnerability with, with bane not the you know sick puppy that mm-hmm. we've seen a lot lately yeah all right so let's end on this the batgirl film batgirl we again a little more details came out about what actually happened with this film and apparently that shit was unwatchable <laughs> unreleasable is what they said but but. see it's so vague yeah you know what i mean it's like unreleasable but you have the talent kind of showing scenes in it it looks cool ish yeah, i mean what's a, a 10 second scene to compare to an to hour a, to an hour that's yeah. it's a good point yeah yeah but what what is a little more intriguing is that they they're trying to keep a working relationship with everybody involved in the film yeah good luck with that yeah because like you're spent um 80 billion 80, 80, billion? 80 billion hey, damn, sorry. <laughs> damn. <laughs> but 80 80 million or so to so far and which like ultimately amounted to a giant waste of everybody's time yeah um and but i mean i understand where the the heads of hbo or each of warner brothers are coming at now because like if it would have spent if they would have needed to spend another hundred million or so to fix the movie, yeah, you know, like how much of a piece of shit is it now? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, and again, we we're never going to see this film uh, for legal reasons. So we're just taking it by the word by their word. Yeah, and the word happens to be the heads. Yeah. Of a of. Disney? Oh no, Disney. Disney. <laughs> Discovery. HBO. The heads of Disney are shutting down movies at Warner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> this conspiracy runs deep. Dude, this whole thing is a conspiracy. It feels like you know, Batgirl's never going to be seen, but people have seen it, and uh, they're not talking about it because there's an NDA for some reason. You know, so it's unfortunate, and like you said, it wasn't a big waste of time, and we can definitely see where they're coming from. But I need to see it. I need to see it because it's coming from people who who are doing damage control. Yeah. Right. The like for example, like the government saying it's not our fault. Of course, the government would say that because they're trying to save you know face and stuff like that. So when a big head of HBO says it's unwatchable, it's yeah. kind of like uh, it's the same thing with them saying that the Flash film is the greatest fucking movie of all time. It's exactly. Like, how the hell are we supposed to know? We haven't seen it. Yeah, yet. exactly. It's like the first week of film before a film comes out, all of the reviews say it's great. It's the greatest thing. Like, eh, is it? Is it though? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like hype. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm on. I can see why they did it, but I'm still very skeptical. About yeah, it. And, and unfortunately, um, we're never going to see it because. Since they filed something to do with uh, insurance. Yeah, they can't because it says that they cannot legally show it to anybody yeah, else. Yeah, legally they can't or else they have to pay back the $20 million that they that, yeah. they, that they they were able to recover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's been our show. Thank you so much for listening. Check out our link tree for more info. And if you like what you heard, please leave a rating. We'd appreciate it. I've been your host, Joel, accompanied by my good buddy, Ernesto. E. This has been Pop Salsa. Awesome.